hail our fair Riverdale. Private for profit prison. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. And my name is John. And this is the Riverdale Register. You just, you said that already. I know, I just don't know how to segue into <laughs> it. I'm sorry. You don't need to segue into anything. We said our names. I know, but it just seems like it's just, not over. Just mention like a random other fact to cover, to cover that base if you need to. Do you know otters hold hands when they're sleeping with their partners because they don't want to float away? I did know that, and Do- it's adorable. I know. It doesn't make you want to cry. I know. It's They're so fantastic. Cute. It's so cute. So we're back for another episode. Do you want to do some uh, some reviews, Caitlin? Yes, and you have them on the computer. I do have them on the computer. All right, do you want to start or go second? Go second. Okay. And then we'll just start with Amazeballs by Heather Cupcakes. Five stars. Such a good name. Definitely my go-to Riverdale podcast. You guys are abso-freaking-lutely hilarious. I look forward to listening after each episode, and I definitely enjoy the banner you guys have. I, it makes the podcast that much more enjoyable. P.S. I'm in love with John's laugh. Not to be creepy. So many people tell you that. Not, I, I've, in only, real life, I've heard it twice. No, people say it a lot on here. <laughs> yeah, you don't notice? I see every time someone likes your your uh, Polly impersonation Aww, or your cute. Betty impersonation. It's Betty saying Polly, which is <laughs> why it's saying. Which is going to make this episode just great for you. I know, I'm so excited. I, I haven't picked up on how many people are fond of my laugh. No, but I'm people glad do. People love your laugh. They like it. People think your laugh is great. Is this me? It is. Okay, so love this from Ganamid. I hope I'm saying that right. Ganamid. I started this podcast during the recent hiatus, and I love all of it. The three hosts have great chemistry. Castella counts as a host, too. Uh. She's sitting in my lap right now. That's why you might hear some laughing. I am not eating, just so you guys know. Did I say laughing? I meant licking. Sorry. You're doing great. I know. It's early. And the tangents are some of the best parts of the show. It even got me to start watching Scream. Oh, boy. So I'll start that podcast soon. Looking forward to more great content. Uh, and then we got This Is Just Amazing by Kat Jordan. Five stars. Hey, Kat. What's going on? Okay, first of all, I love this podcast so much with six question marks. It just helps me channel my inner fangirl energy even more. So, yeah. I started listening last season on episode eight. I haven't missed one episode. Smiley face. John and Caitlin, you guys are great. Plus, I follow you on Twitter. I don't know if I love it or I'm super confused, but it's great to be H. And sorry, John, but the told you so was the best part of the last episode. <laughs> Choni is canon, and it's great. I for the I for the first time felt represented in one of my favorite shows, and I think it's sensational. I'm not funny. Sensational. Winky That's what face. Tony said. Uh, oh, that's what Tony said to Cheryl. I thought she said spectacular. No, she said sensational. sensational. Anyways, this is all over the place. Everyone just go listen to this, please. They make great observations. Everything is very clear and understandable. Also, the superlatives are a nice touch. Not going to lie. Okay, yeah, that. Love you guys. Don't stop making the podcast heart. Okay, so I know that you guys know that I get, like, seriously bummed out when we get negative reviews, but when we get positive reviews, it makes me so happy. She's glowing. I'm glowing. I really am. Because, like, sometimes it'll be, like, you know, like, a tough day or, like, it'll be raining or, like, I'm tired um, <laughs> so, and then I'll read our reviews and sometimes it makes me sad, but usually it makes me happy because <laughs> usually even if there is like a negative one, there is somebody saying nice things and I'm not saying that you guys have to write nice things about me. I'm not that egotistical. I'm just saying that I oh, love she's it. She's just vulnerable. I'm just vulnerable. I'm like, I decided that in 2018, I am not going to hide my sensitive nature. I'm just going to put it out 
into the universe. Mm-hmm. I get offended so easily, but, like, I take it and I, like, make it, like, you know, I try to use that little gem of sadness and I try to make it do a positive thing with it, I think. Yeah. So, you know, like, I try to, like, in, internalize it and be like, what am I, what can I do to make this better? So this episode is called Chapter 28, There Will Be Blood. Choney. There will be Choney. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to do that. It's called Chapter 28, There Will Be Blood. But there was Choney. Was there? There was Choney. I mean, they were in the room together. It wasn't that they were in the room together. It was that they were, like, being together. They were, like, in love. Were they? They were in love. When did they? Well, Cheryl always invited Choney. I'm going to call her Choney. Cheryl always invited Tony to all the things. But are you sure she wasn't just pissing off her mom? Yeah. I'm positive. Okay. So mean. Why do you... Cheryl loves Tony. Because there is still nothing in the visual language to support it. Okay. Yeah, no, you're wrong. Ready? We're going to talk about There Will Be Blood now. Please, tell me about There Will Be Blood. Okay. So, There Will Be Blood is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie from 2007. So, um, it's Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Dano. Film was inspired by Upton Sinclair's novel Oil with an exclamation point. It tells the story of a silver miner turned oil man, Day-Lewis, on a ruthless quest for wealth during Southern California's oil boom. So actually, even though we were like, oh, this is not a good title, like, it is a good title in the sense that the film is about, like, a ruthless businessman. So that kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, it, that works. Yeah, it works in the sense that it, There Will Be Blood was a movie about a ruthless businessman. It that does not like... work in another way. That was an Oscar bait movie, right? I think it won the Oscar. Let's see. Accolades. Did it win Best Picture? No, it's just nominated for Best Picture, but Daniel Day-Lewis did win for Best Actor. Of course he did, because he's Daniel Day-Lewis. I think who won that year was the um, Coen Brothers movie that I always get confused with, There Will Be Blood. No Country for Old Men, I Ah, think that one. They're very similar. Anyway, we're eight minutes in. So it was written by Aaron (laughs) Allen, who also did Chapter 7 in A Lonely Place and Chapter 18 When a Stranger Calls. Do you remember what those episodes were about? Good. Well, I remember Stranger Calls. Yeah, I don't really remember in a lonely place. Oh, I think that's the one where they where Polly's like in the attic. <laughs> so it's a Polly episode. Polly. And Polly. Uh, directed it. by Mark Piznarski. Isn't that the guy from Veronica Mars? Isn't that Piz's last name? Yes, I think that they may have named him after this guy, actually. Oh, Piz directed this episode. Yeah. Chapter four, the last picture show he also did, which was the one with the drive-in. Stranded at the driving, branded a fool. So, what storyline would you like to start with? Choney. I believe I uh, titled that one. I don't believe for a second that's not Cliff Blossom. Right? I know. <laughs> the fuck. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So, the Blossoms continue to be the most extra family on the planet because... <laughs> Pending the end of the investigation to his secret business of drug dealing, uh, Cliff's secret will is to be read publicly. Sure. Sure. So Cheryl has uh, Tony over for emotional support around the whole reading, and her mom comes in the room just to be mean. Yeah, you're literally, literally... Like selling your body for money, and like Cheryl has a friend over, <laughs> and you're like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, she was like, she must have been outside that door, ear to the wall. Be like, "There's two voices. Time to be terrible." Yeah, she's terrible. She's like unbelievably terrible. Uh, so 
here's who gets what in the will. Nana Blossom gets Thistle House, where they currently live. Penelope gets Thornhill, which <laughs> will burn down. Right. So she so. gets nothing. All remaining assets are divided, divided in half. So one half goes to anyone in Riverdale who can prove medically they have Blossom blood, which really plays more into the Betty plot than the Cheryl plot. The other half goes to Jason and Cheryl. So she gets half of everything her dad had, which must be substantial. Is this weird? Is it weird that he would only give his wife the house? I think the house was worth a lot. Yeah. I think the house was a sizable thing. Right, that's true. It was like a manor. <laughs> and now it's gone. Right. Well, maybe they got insurance money. Not if you burn it down yourself. That's true. But do they know that? I don't think they know that. Why wouldn't they know that? I don't know, because we never had that plot. I remember there was a kid in my high school who, um, uh, one day his dad kind of lost it a little bit and burned their house down and uh, they had to live in a motel for a while and they sent out an email to everyone who went to school with these guys being like, hey, if you have any pictures of us, please, we lost all of our photos. That's the saddest thing ever. Yeah. Did dad go to jail? I don't, you know what? I was think I was too young to follow that story all the way. That's so to sad. To find out what happened there. But yeah, that, that's a thing. So, and they didn't get any insurance money out of it because the dad got caught. That sucks. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. So, Cheryl makes a speech. Be like, it's time for peace in Riverdale and an end to the horror. And then Cliff Blossom walks in. He's like, yes! No I, more scary things. I agree. <laughs> and Cheryl, uh, Cheryl faints. So it turns out there's a twin, which is so exciting usually, but uh, what the hell? Claudius, I'm sorry, I'm doing air quotes, Claudius Blossom. That means they're Clifford and Claudius. Yeah. Identical twins. Click, click, click. Uh, they're like the shining sisters, who are actually not twins, but whatever. Yeah, they don't even look like twins. It's I know, just they're two not even creepy related. girls in the same dress. Yeah. I don't like The Shining. It's oh, so stupid that you don't like The Shining. I just, I didn't feel any tension, just boredom. Okay, you're wrong. I um, swear, I like good movies, too. I know, it's okay. Yeah, we both hated Phantom Thread, so it's fine. Uh, by the way, I love Cheryl's line here, where she uh, wakes up to the smelling salts and says, Oh, mummy, I had the most frightful daymare. So funny. Also, yeah, smelling salts. What about smelling salts? That's, like, so old school. Yeah, I guess. Just I saying. Know. I've never had to wake someone up from fainting before. Yeah, it's just like that means they've had them on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's true. She has like a nice file for them. Yeah, it's a thing. People so, fainted a lot, I guess, at the time. According to Claudius, Cliffaudius. Cliffaudius. <laughs> it's Clifford Blossom. He was being primed, Claudius was being primed to run the Empire when they were kids. Which was maple syrup or drugs, I'm confused. Yes. Okay. When at 14, Clifford took him down to Sweetwater River, uh, imagery, uh, and pulled a rifle at him. Apparently there's a curse on Blossom Twins. That and apparently. One of them will die violently and likely at the hands of the other. And yet Clifford let Claudius live but he had to run away and live on a live on a boat for a while. Yeah. 
Okay. Does it all sound plausible? Well, Nana Blossom is family. like, that's exactly what happens. So yes. <laughs> Nana Blossom's like, yes. And I was so brokenhearted, I never said your name out loud again. <laughs> so <clears throat> he is. The thing is, it seems like Penelope at least thinks he's Claudius. I don't even believe that. I, that's what I, but because I, in the, uh, later in the episode they're all like secretly scheming together. Right, but she says Claudius. You think, but not like Claudius. <laughs> wink, wink. Like she says, like Claudius. Like that's your name. I think she's just good at playing along. That's true. Yeah. Like she's a bad lady. At one point, he's like, "Oh, the what is it?" Ah, the lodges. I've always dreamt of getting my revenge on them, which is not something the dude has been living on a boat for <laughs> 40 years? 30 He's years? Like, fuck those would guys. Say. <laughs> Just met him. When he was man. 14, he's like, I fucking hate those two. <laughs> Even if I have to leave town for decades, when I come back, I will want revenge on them. No, this is Clifford Blossom. <laughs> it's not even a good disguise. Maybe Claudius came back to town the same night that he was supposed to kill himself, and he was like, hey, I can kill you instead, and hung the guy's body, and then... Such a good idea. Went to hiding from, I know, because I said it weeks ago on this show. I know. Months ago. I predicted this. What if they're listening? As a joke. I predicted this as a joke. But now we're living in it, so let's continue to live in it. Also, while he was out of sea, he went to Lesbos, which is... Would everybody thought was hilarious it's because just, they're gay. Just, <laughs> Cheryl just thinks lesbian or Tony just thinks lesbians are funny. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lesbos. Because I'm dating Cheryl now. Get so yeah. Clice is like, oh, I'm gonna get revenge on the lodges, and Penelope's like, hey, focus. Nana, then Cheryl. He's like, so- yes. Our house, Clifford, must be put in order. And then Cheryl's listening to all of this. Crying, because her mom was a killer. He also could be the Black Hood. That's true. That's and like, true. We can delve into this and... I didn't even I mean, I'm talking about, about a lot of theory rumor mill right I now. I know, we'll, we'll continue on. Yeah, so... So basically, the mom wants to murder Cheryl. Well, first Nana. First Nana, which seems easier, honestly. <laughs> Though she is a witch. We'll talk about it in uh, Rumor Mill. Where do you want to go next? Let's go to Jughead's Annoying Plot. Uh, I titled this one, I see season one Jughead is visiting. That's good. <laughs> so Jughead's writing his article, which is ridiculous that he doesn't have anything drafted yet and just a title. Also, do you need to write an article when a tweet would do, but that's fine? I think so. And Betty's like, oh my god, Jughead, this is the best thing. The best thing thing you've ever written. This is the best thing. This is better than your novel, which (laughs) was so good and does not have an ending. (laughs) So good, Jughead. Oh my god. It's called Big Plans, Small Town, The Truth About Hiram Lodge. FP comes in. He's like, hey, stop it. Hiram Hiram saved us from eviction. Jughead's like, yeah, but he also like put us up for eviction. Right. (laughs) Yeah, he (laughs) saved us from being evicted because of him. Though also not paying your rent is kind of... It's a problem. It's a, And this is exactly the problem that I had with the movie Rent. I'm like, I get it. It's annoying that rent's expensive. What's his name? Benny? Um, yeah, yeah, Benny is... Benny is, is, like, is the hero of that. Like, he just wants to gentrify the area and, like, make a... 
profit off of these, like, falling apart and fix up the buildings that are falling apart? Well, he mostly just wants to collect rent from the tenants who've been living there for free yeah. for, like, five years. Yeah. So... We don't even know what he's charging. It's, it might even be a reasonable rate. It could be. And they just think free is better. <laughs> Growing up is learning, is realizing that the rent characters are all terrible. Yeah, no, for sure. So, Archie, to his own plot, is, uh, he comes to Jughead and he's like, hey, I need this article to come out from my dad. Who wants to run for mayor. To convince him not to do that. So, here's a cool tidbit of information. Hiram Lodge bought Pops and Jughead. Or, Cole actually decides to act in this scene. Like, he's really going for it. He's like, what? Pops? Pops? Oh my god. He pulls out his uh, his travel map, circles it up in there. Like this explains everything. So Gotta go. I have a question. I guess we'll get to it. Well, let's move on to Veronica and Archie's section, then I'll explain. Then you want to jump straight to there? Well, uh, what else do we got? A lot. Okay, let's keep going then. My question was: Is he gonna knock down Pops and build a prison? I don't think Pops has anything to do with the prison. The prison is Southside High. And Sodale is housing for the employees for the prison. So then he just wanted to own Pops. He just... That was a nice thing to do to ingratiate him to the town is to own Pops. It's also the only bit of, I guess, proper Riverdale instead of South Riverdale that he owns. Right. So why did he buy it? Because... He... Because it was in the second episode of the season and Veronica still didn't like him because she was still Veronica from season one... And then he's like, oh, I donated to Pops to save it. See, I'm not a bad guy. And she's like, yes, I believe you for the next 20 episodes. Right, but then everyone's mad that he bought Pops. Right, people are freaking out because it's the heart of Riverdale. But it's not like the Riverdale Register, which is also not Southside property, that decides the news in this small town. Well, it makes sense. It's just, a, it's just the one place to eat. Right. It makes sense why they would be suspicious of him buying Pops, but if he truly does not have plans to turn... Pops he doesn't seem to have any plans for Pops. He's just like, I own it. He just, I own Pops. I'm making a profit. And yet this is, like, huge for Jughead. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't understand. Maybe it's going to end up being the cafeteria for the prison workers. Clearly it's... You're not listening. Hiram's like Dracula, you see. Right, I got because that. Because Dracula famously was known for his real estate... Uh, <laughs> right, right, of course. Hiram is like Dracula, snapping up properties from all over Riverdale to feed. Right, the real Jughead. estate tycoon Dracula. <laughs> Martin Dracula. Uh, yeah, so Hiram's been buying devalued properties. The drive-in, the trailer park, Southside High, and Pops. Apparently Pops is the one that is the straw that's going to break the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Jughead goes to Pop. Like, hey, do you sell the diner to Hiram? He's like, hey, my mom's like really sick, so she can't know. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. She's like old and shit, cause like I'm old, so like she's older than that. Imagine how old she is. <laughs> she, <laughs> so old. She's like a skeleton. Mom's <laughs> <laughs> actually not that old. <laughs> have you seen Psycho? You know how the mom looks in that? Like a skeleton? Yes, that's that's my mom. That's my mom. And she's gonna be very bummed about this. Yeah, I, I can't. It might kill her. And she's going to live forever. So (laughs) we can't. So Jughead actually agrees not to run the article. I wouldn't. I'm sorry, but screw Pop's mom. What? Just don't show her the newspaper. 
She'll Aww. never know. Well, it's true. She might not be able to read anymore. She might. She's prob- She might not have great memory. I just. I don't think that's worth it. But he needs different sources. Which is when FP completely switches from earlier, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'll go on record for you." You were just telling him not to write this article. No, he's good now. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, the serpents. We we ruined the drive-in back in season one." You got paid to do it because I hire him. I'm happy that that came back up, honestly. Yeah, that's, it's nice when the show remembers things. Yeah, it is nice. This episode was actually much stronger than a lot of what we've been seeing for a while. And I'm happy for that because I'm hoping it bodes well for the next seven seven episodes of the season. Let's see what happens. I'm exhausted. I can only imagine how the people making this show feel. <laughs> yeah, making a lot of episodes is hard. Hmm. So some mystery caller. Calls Jughead. It's Smithers! It's Smithers! At the bus station. Yay! With the evidence. Did you notice how in the opening, uh, previously on for this episode, they did have Smithers to remind us who he was. And right. they had him be like, Hiram's a bad guy. But they did not, they carefully selected not to use the part where he's like, and Hermione's unequivocally good. I'm still hoping that the show is going to make Hermione like the, um, the ultimate savior of Riverdale in some way, instead of, like, the right-hand man, woman of Hiram Lodge. Hey, you can believe that, but I do not. I'm, I'm hoping. It's not really a belief that I have. It's more of a hope. So, Smithers... <laughs> First of all, I don't think Smithers and Jughead ever met before. No, because, like, Jughead and Veronica are not friends. <laughs> Let me say this again. But they kissed. They did, they did kiss, and I thought Jughead was going to be very not into that, but was into it, actually. Yeah. Jughead is like, well, how do you, how well do you know Iron Lodge? Just Smithers is like, I want to Smithers to be well. like, well, I opened his door. Why? <laughs> he was like, I coordinated transportation. All I was like, oh, I didn't realize you had actual responsibility. I really thought did. you were just the doorman. No, he's not the doorman. Isn't he also the, the limo driver? Or no? No, he's not. No, right? he was... He only ever opened doors. Yeah. He worked for And them. in the script for the pilot, he smoked weed. I don't remember that. They didn't do it in the episode. They took out that fun part of Wait, him. he was smoking weed? He was smoking weed. That's so weird. Yeah. Why did they include that? Because he's like a cool old man. That's so funny. He's not really that. No. And, I mean, but he's apparently nice. Hiram uh, would visit Shankshaw Prison a lot. Shankshaw. Shankshaw. Really great, really great name. And we visit its <laughs> warden a lot. So Jughead tells FP about Shankshaw. FP was like, I went to Shankshaw. I know a guy there who can help us. His name is War Baby. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Yes, it is. Okay. Great. He knows everyone and everything. It's yeah. like, uh, you seen uh, Scott Pilgrim? Actually, like, not the whole thing. Oh. Do you know the, well, there's a character named Como who everyone's just like, hey, you know everyone, right? Yeah, like you could name anyone, oh, that's and he's like, "Oh, I know that person." Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so this guy's come out, and he tells FP and Jack all about Hiram's plan to build a for-profit prison out of a high school. Okay, so this was when I was like, "Fuck the lodges." This is like an issue for me. For private prisons are ruining everything. Li- like literally, what are you looking at me? Yeah, yeah, talk about no, it. No, no, no. Four private prisons are, are terrible. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. I've seen, like, I it's bad. I, I don't want to get into it. It's bad. No, I want to find some good articles about this, actually. Yeah. We can tweet this out and stuff, but like, yeah, no, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Hiram Lodge. You're ruining fucking America. 
So Jughead writes the article. Jughead, this is even better than your novel. <laughs> this is so good. It's even better than the time that you wrote about Jason Blossom dying in the, <laughs> from the future, even though like, you were living in the present day situation and therefore not actually writing a novel about this. We never went back to that <laughs> to say. Uh, they take it to get, I guess, approved by Weatherby. He was like, nah, can't have you writing a story that attacks some kid's parents. To be fair, I totally am on Principal Weatherby's side here. I'm like, yeah, that, that would be fucking bullying. Like, it's mean, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's mean. It's a mean thing to can do. Can you bully adults? Yeah, you can bully adults. You bully anyone. I've been bullied as an adult. <laughs> well, that's because you choose to write for the internet. Yeah, I've been bullied by the internet many a time. From there, Jughead really gets swept up in the, uh, in the lodge plot. So I guess we can talk about Archie versus Veronica. Yeah, they should break up. It's terrible. <laughs> also, Archie's probably voting for Trump. They're way right? too committed to each other. He can't vote. Archie would vote for Trump next time. He can Archie vote. isn't able to. I think Archie's a Trump supporter. Well, he, he'll do whatever Hiram tells him to do. I think Hiram is a Hiram. Trump supporter. Oh, 100%. Kidding? Yeah. Hiram just got those tax cuts. Yeah, I'm not. That's what yeah. allowed him to do this. Sorry to bring this into, like, the real world, but Hiram's voting for Trump and Archie is being manipulated into To be clear, Riverdale does not exist anywhere close to the real world. No. So, I hope Fred and Archie, in this world. they're going over to dinner at the lodges. I want to apologize for ever saying that. What? That um, Fred Andrews would have been a Trump supporter. I felt like that was wrong. I was just teasing. There are no political parties in this mayoral race. I know. There's just rich versus poor. Yeah. Which you can draw your own conclusions from there. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> and the Lodges and Fred are like, hey, let's get some drinks over here privately away from the kids. And they find, and, and uh, Veronica tells Archie there's going to be a special election for mayor. And the Lodges want Fred to run. Which, according to Fred, has been a dream of his since he's been a child. I could see that. To be mayor. I think that's cute. That's so... This episode was like, I just want the Fred. Fred. I want a Fred spinoff. Like, just like a hard, blue-collar, working dude. Just like, you know, salt of the earth, making mayor dreams happen. You don't need a Fred spinoff. Yes, I do. You just need Fred to have scenes in this show. Yes. You're asking for a show with no conflict. (laughs) No conflict. (laughs) Just Fred. Just down home. Fred just being a good mayor. What if... You know what I need? I need him to have a YouTube channel where he just, like, talks in his voice that... You know that man does not know how to use a computer. But somebody would figure it out for him. Poor boy. Oh, poor Fred. So the Lodges want Veronica to influence Archie to support Fred to convince him to run for office. Like, it's going to be hard to convince him to run for office. But Archie, because he's like, wait, I don't want my dad involved in this lodge crime stuff. I want to be involved in this lodge crime stuff. I'm in love with Hiram. I can't have Fred getting in the way of that. <laughs> what if Hiram <laughs> loves Fred more than he loves me? <laughs> he goes to Jughead and he's like, hey, you bought Pops. Shut and, him down. And Jughead's like, keep Pops. <laughs> this changes everything. But it changes so little. It means nothing. Unless they're going to wipe out Pops, which would be bad, but they did not say that they were going to do that. Mm. Do you, so Veronica's like calling Archie, hey, let's get signatures so Fred can run for office. And he's like, homework, bye. Yeah. So this is strain on them. 
God, there's so much happening over here. Uh, Fred has a, like, when he was in high school or something, drew, like, this this, this retro future-looking thing of uh, Riverdale in 2020. It looks like Tomorrowland, but I'm going to call it Fredland. Fredland! And I'm all for Fredland. Uh, so Veronica comes in with uh, campaign mock-ups for Fred, and he, like, picks out a button design he really likes. And she's like, that's also my favorite. And she's like, let's get these printed right now. Definitely before we come to regret this decision later. Is there a button factory nearby? <laughs> yes. Cool. It's in Greendale. It's in Greendale. Uh, so Archie calls Veronica out. He's like, you're trying to control my dad, and you're steering me. Also, maybe you're a bad person. I'm it's getting like, that vibe. This, is, this isn't cool. And she's like, wait, this isn't cool. She realizes that. <laughs> Does she, though? Well, she, like, goes back to her mom and is like, I'm going to stop controlling Archie. And mom's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> You're going to keep doing it, actually. It's kind of our thing. She's like a touch of the elbow. That was, like, my favorite thing where she was like, like, the men are the gangsters. Because they're just straight up using the word, like, they're straight up using words like gangsters. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. They're not even. Not subtle. They're not cool about this. And then... So she says that, and she's like, but we, the women, we control things behind the scenes. Which is why I'm like, maybe Hermione is actually a good woman at the end of the day. Maybe she is trying to do the right thing. I don't think it's, like, likely, but it's possible. Mm-mm. So Archie goes to Josie to have her mom, lawyer, McCoy, her first name is now lawyer, uh, convince Fred not to run for mayor. And uh, lawyer does her best to kill his buzz. Yeah, she's like, it's horrible. And then I was like, yeah, it does sound horrible. But, you know, at least Josie and her mom get a scene. Yeah. Uh, Pop Tape goes to Hiram's like, hey, the Joneses know. Sorry. He's like, well, obviously Archie told them. Veronica's like, no, I told them. He's like, what? And then Hermione's like, and I think this is a great idea. He's like, like, what? And then he's like, yes, you're right. It is a great idea. I, too, have changed my mind. Because she really does control him. Well, that's why I'm like, something is going on. I either think her But she's unequivocally good. I think she's either worse than Hiram, or she is secretly good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, she has to be just not his, like, lackey. Or, or, her character is a mess. Or that. But I'm hoping. Like, I loved what they did with the FBI agent thing, and it ended up being, like, her thing. But then I was like, well, what But if- then we never followed up on that. Well, no, we did. It just was exactly what we thought it was after that. Mm. It was a fake FBI agent. No, 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 I mean, like, it still doesn't seem like she's in control. Well, I don't think she's in control. I think it was just she was in control of that particular situation. Did Hiram know about this situation? Yeah, because Archie says so. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, Hiram knew. Hiram knew, but he was just like, can you make Archie do the thing? And she was like, yeah, I got it. Touch of the, touch of the elbow. Basically, she was touch of the elbowing him. That's what she says. That's why I keep saying it. Sorry, a, a touch of the what? A touch of the elbow. One more time? Touch of the elbow. It has lost all meaning. Yeah, there we go. So Veronica goes to Archie while he's been doing pull-ups shirtless. Because boy only owns cardigans and you can't do a <laughs> pull-up in no a cardigan. <laughs> so, no shirt. Uh, she's like, if my father found out you snitched, do you know what he would do to you? Murder you. I would... Presume Maybe? stitches. I don't know. Like, because that's what snitches do? get. They they also, get stitches. So he probably calls some folks from Montreal. Pop. Why would pop you? Pop in the jaw. Why would you think your father's a good guy if you're so afraid of him hurting your boyfriend? 
Like, he, that's ridiculous. I feel like a lot of Veronica's stuff has been happening off screen this season. Because when she started helping her parents out with crime stuff, it definitely seemed like she wanted to, like, be able to have a hand on the wheel. Because she knew she couldn't stop them, or maybe she wanted to get information so she could stop them. But now she's just complicit. She's an Ivanka Trump in this situation. She is. Where people think, oh, she's good, and she's the good one. Never thought that. She can control her parents. I watched The Apprentice and never thought that. Not you. I know. People. The... Yeah, no. The wider world. Right. And then... No. Not... It's not makes nice. <laughs> this, is actually, this actually works great. Which makes Archie, uh, Jared Kushner... Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Hiram keeps giving Archie, like, responsibility that Archie can't handle. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. If you trust Jared Kushner to bring peace to the Middle East, then you would also trust Archie to bring peace to the Middle East. Or Riverdale. <laughs> Couldn't even stop the Black Hood. So, Archie decides he does want to know what Hiram's plan is for his dad's sake. Also, Fred announces his candidacy. Which I'm actually happy about. Archie goes to Hiram. It's like, you're like Dracula who bought property all over London so he can move his vampire kingdom over from Transylvania. Does that happen in the book? I don't know. I don't think it happens I feel like he completely misinterpreted (laughs) Jughead's thing. Maybe. And I would love to have had a close-up on Hiram, but like, what? I, maybe I just don't remember but that book. To be I, honest, I've never read Bram Stoker's Dracula. I have encountered many vampire stories, but not the original vampire I story. I think I read that in a class. It was a philosophy of horror class. And you tell me, did he buy? Did he buy I it? I didn't do a lot of reading in London, college. Uh, um, unfortunately, and that's my biggest regret in college. I actually got really good grades, but I did not do a lot of. The reading. I'm not kidding. Like, truly, like, I, I I have a lot of regrets about college. Like, college, like, coursework. Uh-huh. That's one of them. But you made it. You graduated. I graduated with, like, honors and shit. And That's now you why never have to do coursework again. I have nightmares, though, that I do. <laughs> so Archie, it turns out, has been taking detailed notes of everything he's seen under Hiram. I guess... Sure. Detailed notes. I mean, it's kind of smart. It is smart if he was doing that, which, sure. James Comey shit. Yeah, good job. Good job, Arch. And now he's like, I'm going to use these. Sure. If if you don't tell me what you're planning. And my dad, Hiram's like, I'm not going to. Let me try to convince you that it doesn't matter what I'm planning. And Archie's like, ah. I would rather just know. So, then the Lodges find out the Joneses know everything. And like usual, the Lodges don't move until they're backed into a corner. They're like not real. I mean, they're... They, they fall into crisis a lot. They're not as organized as they want to be. No. But they're not completely reactive. They are proactive. Anyway, so they tell the Andrews... That they're going to turn Southside High into Hiram Land, which is a private for-profit prison. <laughs> we were a little wrong, but not that wrong. No, no, we were 100% right. <laughs> we don't know. They're gonna the be real theme park, park is in your minds. Exactly. Because you're going to go crazy in there. And there could be a Ferris wheel in there. We don't know. We have no idea. Seems like Can't see a, inside. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big thing. It's so. a prison. Uh, and the Sodale Project, 
Fred is building is housing for employees for the prison. Okay. This is all a bad idea, but not also that evil. Well, it is evil, but it's not like evil, 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 evil. You know what I mean? Like, it's evil on the larger, like, this is a terrible thing for society and we should just... <laughs> it's a socioeconomic evil. Right. It's like we should eradicate privatized prisons in general. Right. Maybe even prisons. But that's, like, a really, like, a much, like, larger issue, if that makes sense. Like, it's very macro, my feelings about that. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand what it's going to do specifically to Riverdale other than now there's a prison and now we're going to be in a situation where everybody works for a prison, which could bring jobs to the area. So I don't know if it's like, that's the thing. It's like, if you don't like prisons, yeah, this is horrible because it, yeah, like just a whole, like mass incarceration is a huge issue, honestly, guys, like just like look it up. But, (laughs) but if you don't really know why that's a problem, the privatized prison situation, then why would you care that much? Because in my mind, there was a land where there was a school, but now those kids are thrilled to go to a nicer school, right? It did improve education in the town. Right. So what is the problem, I guess, is my question. What does Jughead see as the problem? I mean, there was no way the show could pass up this opportunity because you know how much teen audiences love uh, <laughs> prison <laughs> construction plot lines. <laughs> yeah. Real estate stories. I know. Oh, man. Gossip Girl. Whew, Smallville. Smallville. 13 Reasons Why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the end of the fucking world. <laughs> Everything sucks. All had prison plot lines. Oh my god! Riverdale needed it, and everyone, everyone loved them. So crazy for those. I know it's great, but yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe this is a way for the show to talk about mass incarceration as a huge problem. Um, Maybe that because they so definitely handled serial killers and (laughs) gangs. No, Um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to news uh, incest. uh, There was no mental health. There was uh, there was sex workers online. Sex workers online. (laughs) Yeah, this is just the next step. Love Simon. (laughs) Love Simon looks so good. I'm so excited. I'm gonna try to see this again. Mm -hmm. Be so excited about that. I don't (sighs) think that. This is what I would have Hiram. But the thing is, it's like we knew that Hiram was going to make, was going to build something. So this is definitely like, to be fair, the most sinister thing he probably could make outside of a execution chamber or something. <laughs> like, like what could he have made that would have been like truly evil? There's this mall, right, in my hometown that they've been trying to build since I was like probably 10 years old. Like, I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. If not younger. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to build this mall, so I'm how old? 25? 15 years? 15 years. They've been trying to build this mall for 15 years. Um, they're still fighting to build the goddamn mall uh, because people don't want it because it's like kind of in an area where if there was a mall, there'd be like a ton of traffic. Well, that's the thing. It's like what would have been because there's always whenever there's like a big project like that, for example, in my house, in my town, the mall, some people were very excited about it because they were like, I love shopping. And maybe there'll be job opportunities and stuff. And other people were like, nah. So that's the thing. It's like, we have to create something that would actually be truly heinous in order for it to be like, on paper, this is a terrible thing. 
Fred's out. He won't be their mayor. He's like, Archie, let's go. And Archie's like, hold on. Let's not go. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> Suddenly he's like, actually, prison? You know sure. what? Prisons was, honestly, <laughs> I was hoping for prison. <laughs> <laughs> I was against it unless it was a prison. <laughs> now that I know that it's a prison... <laughs> Wow, changes everything. I was worried it was gonna be like a like a candy factory or something. <laughs> Prison, I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> so Hermione announces herself as the candidate for mayor. But Fred, he gets those buttons in the mail. Which means we got a mayoral race plot going on. Unless he just got the mayor pins in the mail because it's too late for him to you, know. you think he's just going to throw him out and be like, well, moving on. <laughs> Imagine. So, Cut for time. Archie's reasoning is that after all the death and crime and everything you've seen, he thinks Riverdale needs a change. And apparently the threat of prison is, is, is it. Okay, so Baby. Do, don't they understand, though, that like a prison being in your town does not make a difference in terms of whether you'll be arrested No, it something. means more criminals will be nearby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not, not that it'll be safer. Like, people would still be able to go to prison if the prison was 50 miles away. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense, Archie. Doesn't, you go to the prison. The prison doesn't come to you. <laughs> right, the, prison, the prison does not need to come to you in order, in order for you to feel safer. So, Archie and Hiram both cut their hands... Why, why, in TV shows, do people slice open their palms for this stuff? <laughs> you can't, Archie, you can't do pull-ups when your palm is healing from being cut down the center. Okay, that's not a conducive area to cut yourself for a blood oath. Healing on that is just going to be a pain in the butt. For, I would do my thigh. For weeks, for a long time. Like, uh, my thigh. because You I need to yeah. do a handshake like you can... Stella's angry about what you're saying. Cut like a little bit higher on the arm and then put your put your forearms together and be like, oh, we're I think we can all agree that maybe blood stuff. oaths just in general. Blood oaths are dumb. They're dumb, yeah. And we were scared of them in the nineties because of AIDS. Right. Which was dumb as well, but like being blood blood brothers with someone, like do you have any idea like how often I heard that like being a blood brother with someone could get you AIDS? In the 90s. No, I don't know. How many times did you hear that? I've heard it twice at least, but it stuck with me for a long time. Oh, that's great. There's a reason why little kids do the spit, the spit handshake thing. Disgusting. Well, it's better. Also, it's better. Just because you cut your hand and put your hand up against somebody else's bloody hand literally it's means right. absolutely yeah, that, nothing. It only means as much as you allow it to mean. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Like, I'm it's, not going to be like, oh, fuck, I like have to go to this person's birthday party because we did the blood oath. Like, I don't I, want to be bound to anyone who's like, this is a great idea. Cuts their palm open. Let's shake on it. No. In fact, I'm just going to be like, fuck, I was so stupid. Why did I do that? I shouldn't be friends with this person. <laughs> right. Anyway, they they bleed a little bit on Archie's notebook before throwing it into the fire. Hope Archie just like you know has a digital copy of that. He doesn't. Maybe Archie but he doesn't. doesn't. Of course, does. <laughs> they don't have computers in the Andrews house. No. So I can't believe I'm rooting for a straight white middle aged man to defeat a Latino woman for a government <laughs> position. I know, right? I know, but I am. I think here we are now. This is the. This is how it is. 
Yes. So anyway, over to the Cooper plot, where... Oh my god, we have more plot. We have one more plot. It's okay. gonna be real fast. Real quick. Uh, Betty's having Kevin, catfish, chick. It's very dumb. Doesn't really go anywhere. Eventually Chicken. he's just... Kevin, though, forever, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Eventually <laughs> Kevin's just like, I can't do this. Your brother seems like a really great guy. And the entire audience goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't hate Chick as much in this episode as I have all other episodes. All right. I think that chick might just be, like, a little nope. off. Nope. No? Okay, mm. fine. So, also, the show has forgotten that Betty was once a cam girl. Yeah, so she's being all judgmental, but that's fine. Uh, let's see. Hal asks for a divorce from Alice, and uh, is also done with Penelope, so glad we <laughs> went through all of that. Uh, but the reason he Betty's like, divorce, yeah. Dad, you're right. We shouldn't have sided with Chick. Let's get Chick out of here. He's like, nah, it's too late. I don't care that much. I want freedom from it, your mother. It, yeah, no, bye. Uh, definitely no ulterior motives <laughs> to any of this. Uh, then Polly comes home with the twins, and Betty sees Chick holding one. She's like, let me just, let me no, just grab that. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polly's here for the will reading. At the will reading, as soon as they're talking about anyone with a blood relation to the Blossoms, Alice, like, barges in, like, How? You're trying to break up with me just so you can get all that money for yourself. I see right through you. It's a good idea. My lawyer, McCoy, and I are going to take you down. McCoy's like, I guess I'm your lawyer now. <laughs> okay. She came in with her. Yeah, oh, I know. God. So, the Cooper girls want to get their blood tested. Polly wants to use the money they could get to open their own farm. Remember, she's just staying on the cult farm. How much money are they going to get? I'm thinking like $1,000. It's unclear, but later they're like, and she spent it on silk scarves. So I guess the money is like not that much money. (laughs) It might not be that much money. I bet it's like $2,000. It's split on a bunch of Coopers. Right, exactly. And everyone, yeah, gross. Except for Chick, who's adamant that he does not want a blood test. So he's not really chick. He's definitely not really chick. Unless, here's, I have a theory about this. We'll get to that, but keep going. Well, I mean, like, <sighs> chick gets super butthurt because he's like, mom, drive me to the work. And she's like, no, I'm. Walk, you fucking fuck. my grandkids. <laughs> no, she Take the bus or walk. The town is like eight blocks. <laughs> You'll be fine. He was running late, though. Honestly, they are kind of pushing chick out. <laughs> He chose to get a job. No one told him to get a job. He chose to do that. Justice for Chick. You want to be around Alice all the time? Don't work at the movie theater. Get late shifts there. I can't believe you're like, no, you should not have a job. It's super busy at the theater right now, okay? Love Simon's playing. Yeah, Love Simon is playing. It's a huge hit in Riverdale. Everyone saw it already, though, so I'm not sure what they're Everyone's doing Everyone's going now. back. you got to see it five times if you want to really appreciate Love, Simon. That's what Greg Berlanti wants you to know. <laughs> I will go see it five times. I already know that I will want to see it twice. I'm excited. You're being cynical about it, but this is going to be the movie of our generation. I'm not. What, what about that was cynical? Nothing. Can't when, imagine. I just, so, I'll text you if I go see it. You can Yeah, please it. let me know. Yeah. Um... Uh, so Betty takes some bloody floss from Chick's bedroom. Ew. And as she's leaving, he finds her and says, Wasn't it better when it was just me, you, and Mom? Hey, don't use my bathroom again. But to be fair, Betty did not did tell Chick that she didn't want him using her bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chick's it's probably a- like, what's this bitch's problem? <laughs> like- what's with her in bathrooms? <laughs> 
She wants all the bad. What if, what if, from his perspective, Chick's like not being weird at all, and he's like, why is she so weird? <laughs> She's sneaking. She my creeps bathroom. me out. She's like aggressive towards me all the time. All I did was teach her to be a cam girl. I was trying to be nice, trying to bond. So. Polly and Betty are hanging out later, and Polly's like, hey, have you noticed that chick's, like, creepy as hell? <laughs> and and I like, wanted Betty to be like, I'm sorry, did you turn normal at the farm? <laughs> you were creepy as hell. Yeah, you I jumped through a glass Do you remember window. last season when you were like, I love Jason? Terrifying. Yeah. These are my babies. Oh, so scary. Incest babies. Uh, so they get home, and Alice is like, Oh, the babies are gone. Chick them. Chick took them out for a walk by Sweetwater River. <laughs> Chick threw them in Sweetwater River. Alice better be drugged or threatened this season <laughs> because her characterization makes zero sense anymore. She just loves her son. She's an investigative reporter. Yeah, she does. How did she allow this to happen? Chick's her blind spot. Chick does return with the baby safe and sound. By the way, they're still using the stroller that uh, sh- that Cheryl got for them. Aw, that's so, sweet. That's nice. But, uh, like, the next day, Polly is just like, hey, Mom, I'm leaving. And she's like, yeah, Chick said you'd probably go back to the farm. She's like, I'm not going to the farm. I'm going to San Francisco. The most expensive city in the world. <laughs> so. Remember, in the comics, she becomes a newscaster in San Francisco. Oh, that's cute. So... So this is nice. But yes, she now has that sweet, sweet blossom money. So she's moving to San Francisco. Yeah. And Chick's all like, all right, don't forget to like send us your address when you're up there. And she's like, fuck you, Chick. Please don't be in my house. (laughs) Yeah. Chick's probably like, God, I was just trying to be polite. And then as she leaves, he just pulls out the scissors and cuts someone else out of the picture. And it's like, two left. Betty and mom. Could not be more obvious in my metaphors. Which, like, if you want a picture with them, just ask for it. They would have taken it What with if you. he's making, like, a cute collage or something? <laughs> and, like, it's just, you know. And then Betty comes to him later and is like, hey, I had your blood tested. You're not who you say you are. Okay, so I know exactly what this is, and I'll explain it. Okay, well, that's the end of the episode. So let's, uh, let's jump into some superlatives real quick. Okay. Prom queen, Betty. Actually, no, Tony. Tony Topaz. 100%. Betty, Betty. No, come on. Tony didn't do anything. Tony, Tony affected zero plot lines this episode. Okay, fine. Betty. Prom King. Chughead. Smithers. Yeah. Smithers. You know what? Let's just do it. Oh, okay. Uh, chaperone. Smithers. No, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see you, Fred. Good job, dude. You finished that Lifetime movie? Yeah, I know. We're welcome back. Uh... Okay, rumor mill. Hit me. Um, okay, so Chick is still Betty's brother, but their father is not Hal Cooper. That's why he didn't want to get his blood tested. Ah, shit. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Because it's not that he's not Chick. Because I think Betty would have said, you are you are not my brother. You know what I mean? I think she knows that for whatever reason. I hear you, but I'm going to... Uh Go on a crazy route. And so what? they're going to do the comics things, and he's a secret agent. That but would he's be not cool. really their brother. That would also be He's cool. investigating the lodges. He's doing a terrible job. That would be better, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure... Can you imagine? He's just like, all right, my name's Dale Smith. I work for the FBI. <laughs> and he's like, not creepy. He's just a really bad actor. <laughs> it's like, I, I really <laughs> thought I had this one nailed. <laughs> I keep getting notes on this. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Uh, my brother Dale, my brother Dave Franco said it was pretty good. 
funny. That'd be so good. Um, but yeah, no. So I think that he's secretly FP's son or another South Side Serpent, but most likely FP's, which will open up the plot line of Betty and Jughead being siblings, and that will be what propels us into <laughs> the next couple of episodes. That'll break him up. Yeah, it won't because mm-hmm. it will. But I mean, mm-hmm. Dan's starting to get married on Gossip Girl, so. But that's my big theory. I also think you can like literally hear my stomach. It, it's craving tacos. Um, what was I saying? You also think. I also think. Are you going over to Claudius? Or? Oh, Claudius, yeah. So I do feel like it would be a little obvious if he was Clifford Blossom, okay. but I also don't think that's enough. Upon thinking about it more, the implication of those last lines, first Nana, then Cheryl, implies that they want to get rid of them so they can take what they inherited right. of the wealth, which means maybe he's not Clifford Blossom. Or, more likely, he is Clifford Blossom, 100%. Uh, he's just is telling even Penelope that he's Claudius Blossom. That's possible. That's what I think is, is more he, likely. And he has to legally get his money back because he can't come back from the dead because then he has to go to jail. Or what if it wasn't Clifford Blossom who killed Jason? What if it was Claudius Blossom who killed Jason? Think about it. They have a tape of him killing... Of somebody who looks like Clifford Blossom killing Jason. What if he just posed as him? What if he posed as Clifford Blossom, killed Jason Hmm. for the inheritance money or something crazy like that? That? He does say he was being raised to run the family business. Maybe he got the family business and was secretly running that. And Clifford really was innocent. And then... And then was killed anyway because and then of the he like came in and killed Clifford. Either way, because what if Clifford like denied it? You know what I mean? Because if Clifford was like, "I didn't actually kill him," what are you talking about? Blah blah. blah. And they're like, "We have it on tape." And then he's like, "But that's not me." And they're like, "It's on tape." But like, yes, you did. You did kill like, him. No, I have a brother. Nana, tell him she's like, "No, I'm too traumatized." <laughs> exactly. So that that's also possible. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, Fred's going to run for mayor against Hermione. He'll I don't lose. know who will win. I think he'll lose. You think you think they're going to let the town fall even more into the lodge clutches well, in I season al- two? I also, or season three? I know that um, in the last episode, Archie is going to run for school president. So I wonder if he's going to lose... Uh, the election, and then Archie will try to run for school president to, like, make a change. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, the Because every script from Riverdale, for some reason, has, like, comic art on it, the one for the finale is Pops on Fire, <gasps> and Archie's sitting in front of it. So... Wait, really? I didn't... Yeah, so... Hmm. You know what? I'm betting those lodges win. Yeah. They take control. And then something else will stop them. You want to talk about comic connections? Yeah, let's talk about some comic connections. Uh, So I looked into a couple people. Uh, For the record, Claudius is not existing in the comics. Because he doesn't exist. Anyway, Pop Tate uh, had several first names over the years. Bob, Harold, Thomas. Owner manager of the chocolate shop. His dad was the original Pop and owner of the diner. Or... He opened it himself, or he purchased it from the entire retiring owner, McGurk. Many years, many different versions of the same story. That's so weird. 
Yeah, well, you know, comics are like that. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't get. Like, are they all in alternate universes? No, no, no. They just... The editors, uh, like, the writer will change over the years, and the guy will be like, oh, let's write this story about how he got the thing. And the editor won't look back far enough to find the last time they said it. Really? Or, like, won't correct them. Uh, That's so weird. Just, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like inconsistencies. I didn't like them on Boy Meets World, and I don't like them now. Well, think about it. These stories, the, those three stories might have been 20 years apart, so? each telling. So the people reading it don't know the difference. They're I kids. I don't care. I like consistency. Well, fine, but they just rebooted all of Archie, so. Well, th- this is a good time for them to start fresh <laughs> and keep consistent. Great. It's important to yeah, me. Yeah, now they all have digital records. They probably didn't before. Yeah, well, I'm... Whatever. I'm sorry this it hurt, frustrates it you me. so much. It frustrates me very much. In the comics, many of his customers, especially Jughead, uh, have open tabs they don't pay. And every Oof. now and then he'll be like, Jughead, you're at your limit. You gotta, like, pay your tab. And he'll be like, relax, daddy-o, and, like, eat a burger. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Tabs are literally, I never open a tab. Jughead, is, uh, Jughead doesn't take anything seriously in the, in the comics. He's the opposite of Cole. <laughs> uh, often the comics will tell a story about the kids saving pops from closing down. Like, they do that story all the time. I'm sure. Comics. He's like, I'm broke. And they're like, is it because you keep letting us eat for free? And he's like, yes. And they're like, hmm, can't be All right, I guess we have to help you. Uh, and um, he was inspired by the Greek immigrant odors of the three Haverhill, Massachusetts soda fountains in the 1930s. Ooh, Greek Where the creator of, uh, of Archie would, would go. Uh, there's the confectionery, there's the chocolate shop, and there's Tuscar- Tuscarora, all in Haverhill, Massachusetts. That all sounds um, so good. Also, Pop has a cousin named Russell who runs a similar shop in the mountains, and his main rival is a man named Segarini who runs the pizza parlor in town. Hey, there's pizza in town. In the comics. They're like, people can only eat one type of food. <laughs> they, he, they destroyed it in the riots. Oh, so sad. Uh, Smithers whose real name is Hubert H. Smithers, or when he was originally created Jenkins, or Jeeves, but eventually Smithers, is uh, portly and balding in the comics. He has good hair in this uh, Yeah, one. Uh, he's also super annoyed by Archie, similarly to Hiram, and takes pleasure in kicking the kid out of the house. Ha! And uh, in one little Archie story, we learned that he was a childhood friend of Hiram Lodge. Weird. Named Smitty. Ugh. Imagine being the butler. For your childhood friend. I fucking hate that. It'd be horrible. Obviously, uh, who wouldn't hate that? Fred Andrews, apart from Hiram Lodge, uh, he and Mary Andrews appear more than any other parents in the comics. Uh, Archie often called him Pop. Uh, he's also overweight with thinning hair. Apparently, it's a running design choice in Archie That's comics. Funny. And the creators of the show were like, Luke Perry fits that perfectly. <laughs> uh, he's a businessman. <laughs> he's a businessman, but the specifics of his job are unknown to this day. Uh, but he claims that he's capable of a lot of skills, more than he actually is capable of. He is wow. conservative, <gasps> bothered by the changes in the new generation. He's very close to Archie. Okay. Comic Fred probably did vote Republican. Oh. And that is all my comic connections. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. Oh, Thank you for that gift. It's my pleasure. So, John, what are you looking forward to this week? Um... Well, I'm happy. I'm happily in the middle of Jessica Jones. I want to finish that. But literally a couple hours ago, the new trailer for Avengers Infinity War dropped. Yeah, and it I'm, makes it a thing. I'm kind of losing my mind about it. Um, so that's next month. Good for you, John. And uh, 
there's a, I'm having a St. Pat- Patrick's Day party on the, over the weekend, so like I'm having a good time. What are That's you cool. excited about right now? Your St. Patrick's Day party? Oh my god. Is that what you want me to say? No, I don't um, care. I am excited about going to Disney World mm-hmm. for the first time in eight years. John and I were just talking about it. Very excited. Just very excited. Very excited. I'm also excited because I'm going to order breakfast tacos. Um, but <laughs> I am more on a larger scale. I'm really excited for that April Fool's Day movie. It just looks so scary. I'm really excited for... It doesn't come out for a while, but Hereditary. I'm really excited for the new horror movies that are coming out soon-ish. Yeah, and I'm excited for Love, Simon. I'm just excited for movies, you know? Movies, like, I've heard, yeah. Tell me about these movies. I'm excited. Well, April Fool's Day just looks scary and, like, ridiculously stupid, but I'm so excited. Uh, Love, Simon looks so sweet. Um, I also still haven't seen Black Panther, so I'm excited about that. I'm just excited to see a movie. Yeah. You know? She has movie pass, so. Exactly, I have movie pass now, so. It's freedom. Movie pass is freedom. <laughs> movie pass is the friends we made along the way. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah, where can they find you, John? You can find me on Twitter at John Padden and on my blog Catching the Rye. Rye is spelled W R Y. Nice pun. Thank you. I uh, I've got a I've got an idea. I want to do something about adaptations and the way comics will complete completely re like re- make themselves up over and over again over mm-hmm. the years, and why it makes it easier to adapt those than it is for something like a video game or a book or a. Uh, or, an, or a cartoon. That sounds really cool. Thanks. You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And you can find me, well, mostly you can find my dog on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. Um, she's cute. She She's doing cute things always. Objectively speaking, she is cute. She's very objectively cute. Did I tell you there's a, there, the Stella who lives in my house? Because there's uh-huh. another dog named Stella who's like staying in my house yeah. right now. Uh found this, uh, this little teddy bear I had Aww. in my room that I had gotten just from buying some candy over Christmas. And I was <laughs> like, she can keep that. And now I feel like a sense of ownership Aww. over the happiness the dog has, like playing with that. Playing she with that. likes She like, drags, she like takes it around with her all, all the time. That's so cute. Yeah. John, that's the cutest thing. Why weren't oh. you excited about that instead of the Avengers movie? That's so cute. Because I'm very excited for Avengers. Oh, that's cute. Got, they got the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the can't. Avengers. It's just too many people. Spider-Man's going to be there with Doctor Strange. And so many people. The entire people. cast of Black Panther. It looks so dope. It looks so many people. It's like, uh, You don't even know any of the people in it. Exactly. I'm, like, uh, I'm sure it'll be good. Over you, and Out River Vixens? Caitlin doesn't do blockbusters. That's not so. true. Over and Out River Vixens. <laughs>